Howdy there, everybody. Welcome back and happy Skews Day to you. It is November 2nd, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Uh, you, Trey, you remember last week that we talked about the Let's Go Brandon thing and you were marveling about how stupid it is? Yes, I do remember that. So there's a thing that happened over the weekend where, the, where a pilot on Southwest Airlines, uh, as the plane touched down from, I think, Houston to Albuquerque, said, Let's Go Brandon. And mm. there happened to be an Associated Press reporter on the plane for whatever weird cosmic coincidence. And so the incident went viral and people lost their fucking minds, right? Like, on which side? On both sides or what? Well, it, every it, it's like there were, like, there were like the people, like former FBI agents and CIA agents who are currently CNN commentators, which there are far too many of those, in my opinion, who were calling for the guy to be prosecuted and investigated. <laughs> uh <laughs> And like, it's one of those things where like, it's the perfect stupid fight because everyone's appealing to a higher authority that doesn't exist except maybe Southwest's like human resources department. And it just doesn't matter. Like, it's like, it's like the perfect social media fight because no one can say anything smart or even handed about it. And that few characters. So everyone's very easily dunk on, dunk on a bolt. You know what I'm saying? It's like one, yes, it's a stupid joke Two, who cares? Three, it's good and fine to say, fuck the president. Um, uh, YG made us. YG and Nipsey Hussle made a song. Rest in peace, Nipsey. Uh, called "Fuck Donald Trump." There was a huge hit in 2017. <laughs> um, remember that? There, this is less offensive than that, and it's fine. Uh, fourth, like you probably ought, you probably should not be trolling people whose lives you hold in your hands as an airline right. pilot. Yeah, uh, that's fair and fine. And Southwest Airlines are probably asking not to do that. Maybe give them a week off work for it to, to send a message that no one else will be doing either. But also, anyone that flown Southwest Airlines know that they're they are encouraged on that airline to be cheeky on the microphone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was all really fucking stupid. And by the way, libs, everyone out there, when you're being trolled, <laughs> the way to make it stop is not by getting really mad about it. Yeah, I um, I don't know. Like I like you said, I just feel like people saying "fuck the insert president" here is sort of part mm. of just being the president. You know what I mean? Yeah. Half of the country yeah. is going to think "fuck you, you suck." Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course they've you know they found their little cheeky workaround with "let's go Brandon" instead of "fuck Joe Biden," which is also just as we were saying last week, not necessary you can just say it you know <laughs> you're not like it's not as cute or clever as they as they think it is but yeah it's you know whatever i certainly don't think he needs to be drawn and quartered uh for that. no somebody ask him ask him about to do that again and that's fine it's yeah fine. <laughs> all right so with us as always producer matt doing his thing this is weekly skews want to remind you if you're vaccinated want to see me live you can go to wellreadcomedy.com for tickets and information i hope to see y'all out there we'll be in washington state this weekend seattle on saturday and spokane on sunday and a lot of other places in the near future so yes come and see us okay tonight we cover the big virginia governor's race to the bottom yes the hotly contested gubernatorial election that is seemingly centered largely around critical race theory despite the fact that it is not taught in any of virginia's public schools conservatives up in arms over something that isn't real the hell you say we will talk all about it and cover the results as much as possible as they come in. But first, we've got a litany of truly dumb dummies for you, starting at the top with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic. 
tonight's DD, JFK and JFK Jr. for allowing a little light drizzle to stop them from rising from the dead. That's right. QAnoners only two days after Halloween have flocked to Mark's old stomping grounds in Dallas, Texas to welcome the walking dead to the realm of the living uh, at a Rolling Stones concert headlined by the Kennedys, but featuring also uh, Dale Earnhardt, Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, and a bunch of other dead people. For what reason? I'm not really sure, but it doesn't seem to be going too well so far, does it, Mark? Any of them showed up yet? No, yeah. So today was the what do you call it? What, what year is this? Twenty twenty one. So it's the fifty eighth anniversary. Or I can't do math in my head that quick of JFK being assassinated. And so they gathered on Dealey Plaza, about a thousand people by one count, uh, to stand around in the rain and uh, wait for JFK to JFK Jr. Well, some both of us because they always they always they all a lot of them think that JFK Jr. faked his own death and spent undercover trying to stop the pedophile ball, right? Right. But there's also a subset of them who think that JFK and Jackie O are both going to be there, too, because they're going to rise from the dead, all three of them, like a Holy Trinity kind of thing. And they would also, <laughs> this is true, switch us back from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar, I think, in which case that JFK would still be president and therefore he could hand power to Donald Trump. Oh, OK. So wait a minute. <laughs> so, hang on. JFK Jr. faked his death, right? But yeah. JFK uh-huh. and Jackie O are going to rise from the underworld, having yes. been dead, to join him, mm-hmm. who has only been fake dead this whole time. Yeah. yeah and that so, will make uh, Donald Trump the president again. All this zombie Kennedy action. Yes. Donald, so <laughs> right. when, when, when JFK, I, neither JFK nor Jackie O showed up at Dealey Plaza today, uh, they they're like oh well I guess because it's just because it's raining but a rolling there's a Rolling Stones concert uh, in Dallas tonight and my friend Dave's going shout out Dave uh, and because Rolling Stone you remember when Jesus came uh, I know you weren't in the you weren't uh, you you weren't churched as a kid uh, you're a little heathen but so when, when Jesus rose from the dead he rolled away a rock from the uh, from yeah. the, the chamber he was in I knew that there right? was a rock involved in there yeah yeah. <laughs> so rolling stones they're gonna roll ah, the stone away roll the and stone so, away i get it that's what they've so, been yeah. meaning this this whole time yeah <laughs> 50 year career was to culminate in so they this were abandoned in 1958 or whatever uh the whole point's been leading to this uh so anyway so a lot of fun shit happened so the, this is all of course a bunch of idiots making stuff up in real time doing so many right. people rolling stones were in town so, but they were hiding from the rain. Here's a video. Uh, Matt said that his his version, maybe the audio sucks. So we'll see if it works. But play that video of the people uh, breaking this down, Matt, what the plan's going to be. So two and a half hours after the concert ends, Trump's landing at the White House and he'll be president again after the Rolling Stones gone. Because I guess that's the travel time from Mar-a-Lago ah, to okay. D.C. as soon as the, the, the Rolling well, Stones concert ends. What I liked about this was like you're kind of getting to see a little – this is sort of how the sausage is made, I feel like, with their predictions. Like we get to see mm-hmm. – 
how their predictions apparently work. Because you talk about, oh, they all came here to see him rise for the dead. Then when that didn't happen at the appointed time, they, of course, immediately moved the goalpost to, no, well, it'll be this time instead. And you think, like, are they just literally making this up in the moment? And it seems to me that this is how that some lady just yells, I have another piece of information. And then just yeah. says a thing, and they're like, oh, okay, so that's what's going to happen now. And then when that doesn't happen, some other lady or dude will yell some other thing that they'll then wait for it to not happen, and just uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they're just, like, it's just all numerology and shit. So, like, like just it's, it's simple. It's as simple as there was a stone that rolled in the Bible. There's a Rolling Stones concert. Ergo, obviously, that's it. So, yeah, that's but they, the whole thing. <laughs> they, 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 before we have more, to, more on this in a second, but like, Trey, have you ever been to Dealey Plaza? No. Uh-uh. So it's really, it's not much. It's a little park and the, the, the grassy knoll is literally just a four foot tall hill that's like right over there. It's not like some remote sniper's nest. It's a little hill right over there. <laughs> and, uh, it's not it, 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 for it to be the subject of so many conspiracy theories. Even calling it the grassy knoll makes it sound more like yeah. It's it's, it's twenty feet away, a four foot tall hill. Anyway, right. So um, and there's also a weird thing. These people thought drivers were honking at them because it's this weird tradition when you pass the X where it, it marks the spot where JFK was shot. People will honk their horns out of superstition or whatever. So people thought they were cheering them on because they were honking at the X. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they did have a good time. Um, uh, if you, by the way, if you want to just tell me how much bullshit this is, what child, how childlike this is. Show the, so the, this is from Telegram, I think, or Discord, a QAnon channel. Here's some images where they were breaking all this down and explaining why JFK was coming back. Um, if you throw that yeah. up there, Matt. So here's the funny part to me. Ne- negative 48 is JFK. I'm not sure why they arrived at negative 48. Some neurology describing his president number. Anyway. As of midnight the second, the world will go back to the Julian calendar. Thus, the day will go back to Aubrey 20th. That way, we'll have two Halloweens. Yeah. Ex- these are a bunch of adults, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited about two Halloweens. Here's the funny thing. Living in Dallas with the uh, uh, the alcohol rules, like I, I've been in lots of bars when the, when the time when, uh, we're, when you're falling back. They will do last call, and then when the clock hits 2, it pumps 1 a.m. again, they open the bar back up. So kind of already get two Halloweens in Dallas. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, this I feel like they're you know they're targeting children with this. I think you know with the, yeah. <laughs> with this ideology, trying to get the kids on board because hey, you get two Halloweens. But it is so funny that in the middle of this like just screed of lunacy, you know, about all this apocalyptic stuff that's going to happen, including the dead rising from from the grave and the literal second coming of Jesus and all this, they do take time to point out. Also, side note. We get two Halloweens. How yeah. great is that? <laughs> uh, so uh, we're running a little behind, so we can skip the next couple of videos, uh, Matt. But like they did, they did have a little fun. They did the world's weakest. Let's go, Brandon Chant, wearing while well, waving a sign that said Trump JFK Junior twenty twenty four, which I'm not sure because that'll be third Trump president's return if he's reinstated at midnight. So I'm not sure how that would work. That's, that's beside the point. Uh, they also, the, uh, Jeff K, Jeff K was killed at 1230. And so he was supposed to reappear at 1229. Why one minute early? I don't know. But they led up to it by, they counted down by doing the Pledge of Allegiance. They all stood around, a thousand people doing the Pledge of Allegiance. And then the clock hit 1229 and nothing. 
It's fucking nothing. <laughs> Right. I always wonder like that moment, the moment, you know, like how long do they give it? Is it like the 15 minute rule, like in college where the professor doesn't show up, then you can leave, except that's how long they wait before they make up a new prediction on the spot. Like just, you know, the, the moment in time where the insane thing, of course, doesn't happen. The transition from that into predicting and then waiting on the next thing you know the ins and outs of how all that works (laughs) like to see unfold well that's why you keep your predictions vague like that's what uh, that's why like fortune cookie fortune cookies and astrology really has it figured out which you do not do say this is going to happen to you at 12 not 29 p.m anyway i don't know how you hang on to a belief system where god's plan just got rained out but whatever um (laughs) doesn't he control the rain (laughs) right uh uh, so these people like they really do live in the world where everything happens with their TV. Uh, and so like they, they were walking around when JFK Jr. and JFK and other famous political figures didn't show up. Um, they saw there's a guy there who looked like Robin Williams. Everyone decided that must be Robin Williams. He faked his death, too. And the, this lady, she gives this video where she goes, he was wearing a mask, but he definitely had Robin Williams cheek uh, cheekbones. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Are you talking? Like, it's like they, people <laughs> thought. People said Dale Earnhardt was there. Somebody said Tupac was there. There's prediction that Kobe would be there. This is just like all the all the greatest hitters in history just showing up to uh, reinstate Trump as ghosts. I don't really fucking know. Uh, there was a Richard Pryor sighting too, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm about to make of this. <laughs> yeah, <All laughs> a thousand right. people, a thousand people showed up for this. Yeah, and these are like these are like the even in the world of QAnon, this is the fringe, right? Like QAnon is yeah. already like fringe. This is like the fringe of the fringe, you know. So I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that there's like Halloween ghost presidents involved, yeah. you know. But yeah, these these are the Q people. The other Q people think are embarrassing and stupid, but still a thousand of them flew for the from across the country for this. That's like if they're a small fringe of even Q, that bugs me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass, Satan himself for having too much of an ego when it comes to his nefarious plans. That's right. You put up the screen grab there, Matt. They have discovered, not that one, buddy, the other, yeah, about the, listen to this. This is the head White House correspondent from Newsmax who's breaking this news here. Dear Christians, the vaccines contain a bioluminescent marker called Lucifer Ace, Luciferate, Lucifer A-S-E, Luciferase. I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced, but it's got Lucifer in it so that you can be tracked. Read the last book of the New Testament to see how this ends. Now, I thought Satan was supposed to be a grand trickster, Mark. Like, it seems a little short-sighted to just put your name directly in uh, the vaccine like that. I'm surprised it took him this long to catch on to his scheming. Well, I mean, we, yeah, we went from uh, the greatest trick that ever ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist to being, hi, I'm wearing a Satan, my name, like, hello, I'm Satan wearing a my name is Satan t-shirt. I'm like, just yeah. like uh, so anyway, there is no loose luciferase in the vaccines or whatever, but it is a bio, it's a, it is a term for a, a, a bioluminescent chemical that is in some medical, so like, I, I don't really understand. Because doctor, Lucifer, but. it's something like Lucifer in the Latin or whatever has to do with light, like the light bringer. Yeah. Light it's like, bringer, it's a, yeah. Light bringer and this. Is this is the stuff, stuff in, that uh, makes lightning bugs butts yeah. light up. Is yeah. this stuff? So it's yeah. just you know that's uh, that's where it gets its name. But yeah, it's like first of all, if I don't know if the vaccines did make your butts light up, I think there'd be a lot of Instagram influencers uh, jumping all over that. I think the way to get ahead in the butt game, the butt sharing game, make it light up. Uh, you know, yeah. lightning bug style. Um, 
but also just the yeah. whole like saying like essentially just saying the vaccine has the devil in it is just such a great example of like the self parody that they you know participate in all the time because it sounds like something that sounds like a hack joke you would make about what anti-vaxxers say do you know what i mean like oh yeah. it's the devil it's got the devil in it but now they're literally saying that it has the devil in it <laughs> it's it's one step up there was like the conspiracy theory a couple of weeks ago that if you looked at the micro uh the, the vaccine under a microscope you could see like tiny like squid like organisms they're aliens yeah Cthulhu and this is like in there devil cthulhu it, having a part yeah in the vaccine this is like one step above that because at least you did learn a science word you know so yeah. but <laughs> if the vaccine did make my ass light up that would that make going to the bathroom in the night a lot easier when it turned the light on it would hit honestly so <laughs> yeah all right our next honorable mention any american school child who is a uh, or any american school children for our flunking people eating class that's right thanks for in case you missed it getting wild out here in our nation's classrooms a lot of people really upset about it including this lady play the play the clip matt i'm just wondering if we're attending a clown show this is ridiculous you know how ridiculous you guys look with all these masks on Satanic, okay? You know, Satan's agenda is behind all of this. And I want to address what is actually behind this agenda, the fear-mongering. Masks don't work, and neither does vaccines. It's destroying and it's killing. Right before the Holocaust, and let me remind you, they mask them up so that they are not being told. They're dumbed down. All the children, why are you attacking our children? And the reason why you're attacking our children is because you want to program the children to turn in the parents. And right now, there are classrooms in the United States that are teaching cannibalism. Where does this come from? Okay. What else are you guys going to be doing? <laughs> cannibalism class. Where does this come from? It, where does this come from indeed? Like, what you, like if you want to do you, you think it's like like a Donner Party thing? Like, you know how they were like that one lady was talking about Tony Morrison's beloved or something? So it's like uh -huh. somewhere this lady heard that a kid was taught the story of the Donner Party or something. And that turned uh -huh. into they've got cannibalism class right after recess down at the, you know, the middle school down the street. Or is it just literally just this is some Satan-y sounding shit and Satan's in the school board henceforth cannibalism class i don't know why we try yeah. to make sense of this stuff <laughs> like, yeah. trying to figure like you know break down the train of thought or the logic that yeah. goes into these things i'd sooner lasso the moon mark but you know yeah i mean that's, that's always your thing is tr trying to really connect with these people and really understand where they're coming from i, I, I don't really have any interest in understanding there's no there's no there's nothing deeper there man there's nothing behind right. it. she yeah. just pulled out of her ass and there it goes like she's like you know i don't know yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> our next honorable mention, uh, he's becoming a, a, a daily dumbass Hall of Famer in my book. One of my absolute favorites. It's uh, Texas yeah. Congressman Louis Gohmert. Uh, and really, the dumbass here is anybody that doesn't understand that in the world of agriculture, warm equals good. Uh, play, the, play the clip, Matt. Trump years, we have been producing 1.3% less carbon dioxide 
And we can debate about what that does to the environment, whether it makes the temperature warmer. Um, I've read where experts have said, if you got a choice between the temperature getting slightly warmer or slightly colder, you want warmer because if it's getting slightly colder, that means there's less time for crops to grow. If it's slightly warmer, not too much warmer, then you got more time for crops to grow, you got more food, and you have fewer people starving. So there's a lot of areas, Trump years, we have. So, <laughs> I, the, the thing that pisses me off about his folksy demeanor is yeah. the man's obviously never grown anything because that doesn't make any like as someone who grew up on a farm, like some stuff won't grow when it's warmer. Yeah, it's just like farming one hundred and one. <laughs> so it's not even based in anything. It's like what the fuck? I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. he's like you know, and they say you know maybe with global warming we could you know, grow more corn in Canada that way, uh, or, you know, might be bad for what Russia would do with it. We're not sure about that, but, uh, generally speaking, uh, yeah. you know, can't grow corn in the snow. That's all I'm saying. I've read where experts it, agree on that. And this is why but, I'm trying to bring the sun closer to the earth. Uh, if I could get the Bureau of land management to work on that finally. <laughs> Yeah, Trey, Trey is referencing one of his old hidden videos where he tried to talk about bringing the moon closer to change, change the tides or something. Or perhaps the Earth. If failing that, mm. see, he's not unreasonable. Like, he doesn't just – he gives you options, just a few things you could try. If you can't get the moon closer to the Earth, you could also then try getting the Earth closer to the sun, see. And you could maybe try both things, see how that pans out, you know, see what you get from it. He also is worried about windmills murdering birds all the time. No, uh, uh, solar panels exploding birds. That's a pet. That's yeah. a pet passion of his. I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to do Gomert overload, but that same speech. There's another clip where he talks about how like we have the fossil fuel companies to thank for toothbrushes, you know, because they're made of plastic. And then he goes on a long tangent with like, I'm well aware that throughout history people have brushed their teeth with tree bark, but I personally prefer the modern <laughs> toothbrushes. <laughs> Listen, I know it's just a nightmare that this dude is in Congress, but like, I'm kind of a fan of Louis Gomez, like as a concept, like as a character. He just—it's so wild to me that somebody that dumb and wild could be, you know, an elected representative. The man has a—he has a fake front tooth that comes out during floor speeches in Congress, and he just like catches it with his tongue and puts it back in without his hands. It's like it's wild. He's a lunatic. <laughs> Absolute lunatic. This is the we've got a, a theme in the middle portion of Daily Dumbass here with lunatic Congress people. Uh, next up, let's uh, let, we skip the pharmacist. I think since I've set this up this way, and go yeah. to Chip Roy, Matt, to see what he's on about on the floor of the house. I got a prescription for ivermectin. So did my wife. We each went to go get it filled. It's not horse medicine. I didn't roll down to tractor supply, which I go to often, to go get supplies for the land on which I live. And yes, I've seen the ivermectin in the cabinet at tractor supply. No, this was a prescription for pills of ivermectin that we wanted to have on supply in case we thought we needed it. 
So we go down to get it filled at a pharmacy, CVS. And the first time my wife went down there, they whispered in the back. It's, oh, we can't, we, we can't do that. We can't, we can't fill that prescription. Oh, well, finally one person came in and overrode and said, look, do they have a prescription? Okay, yeah. Well, then go ahead and fill it. So they filled the prescription. Then I go down to get the prescription filled that I got a few weeks later. They wouldn't fill it. Went to another pharmaceutical company, another pharmacy, I should say. They wouldn't fill it. Finally went to a third one and we got it filled. Why is that? Why is that? I have an answer for you, Trip. And like, this is like, we talked about this last week, but they want different rules for themselves, right? right? So conservatives have run around for the last 20 years trying to pass all these like conscience bills so pharmaceuticals do not have to fill stuff like birth control and plan B and abortion pills. Right. So they freed pharmacists from obligations to follow prescriptions. So in this one instance, they go down there and like, there's another video we just skipped where a guy was trying, trying to tell pharmacists he's legally obligated to fill his ivermectin prescription. And the pharmacist who doesn't want to be responsible for hurting this guy or misleading him or robbing him or uh, uh, just taking money from him under false pretenses or perhaps hurting him uh says no and he keeps yelling at this pharmacist but the pharmacist does have a choice and he has a choice in this matter specifically because conservatives won these fucking fights this is your fault sorry chip can't get your ever back then yeah well it's also he says that they were getting it they were trying to get it filled because we just wanted to have it on hand just in case we might need it and it's like that's generally not how prescription drugs work. That's the reason yeah. you got to get a prescription to get. And I know they got a prescription from a doctor, but I'm saying that's why there are these these trained professionals have the ability in the first place to keep that from happening because, you know, people don't know what drugs are or how they work. And you can't just go down to the drug yeah. store and just go to the, you know, the horse pill aisle and pick up some horse pills. It's also funny to me, first of all, how he had to make sure to make an aside that, and by the way, I do, I drive a tractor. I have land. I clear brush and stuff. I'm, you know, tractor supply where I often go for supplies for my tractor, which I drive because I'm a man on <laughs> my land. Shit. Chip Roy is from fucking Maryland. He's from fucking Maryland. <laughs> These guys, like, like, there's a certain class. I lived in Texas for like 11 years, right? And there's a certain class. You talk to any Texan about this, it'll, it'll drive them insane. There's a type of person who moves to Texas because they have an idea of Texas based on yeah. no country for old men and truck commercials. And the New York City paste picante sauce commercial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they move to Texas and they start acting like what they think Texans are, which is insane and ridiculous and crazy. So they just get boots and they start talking about going to the tractor supply and they run for office as a Republican and they ruin every fucking thing. You're not from there. Stop acting like it. Get on with your life and be a responsible person. Yeah, also, Iver I ivermectin is not an EpiPen. You don't have to just have ivermectin laying around just in case. It's not like Narcan or whatever. It doesn't right. Make well, and it also is funny to me how he kind of like, acknowledges that it is horse pills also but it, you know what it means like and yeah i know they've got it at tractor supply for the horses okay but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the uh, the miracle cure kind <laughs> yeah uh, which is okay. like the drug 
the drug is the drug. They get mad when you call it horse paste. And I understand why, because it's sort of a semantic insult. But, like, it's the same drug. It's like saying, I don't eat horse hay. I eat people hay. It's fucking hay, motherfucker. You're eating hay. Right. I don't care. It's, yeah. All right. And our uh, next lunatic congressperson, also becoming a Hall of Famer, Lauren Boebert, who's really upset about Pete Buttigieg's uh, nipples and stuff. What? <laughs> yeah. Here, let's let's see it. <laughs> oh, Mayor Pete was on a two-month maternity, paternity, whatever the heck you want to call it, leave. The guy was gone, okay? The guy was not working. Because why? He was trying to figure out how to chest feed. Maybe someone should tell him, please, so he can get back to work. Listen, I'm a mother of four. I delivered one of my children in the front seat of my truck. Because as a mom of four, we got things to do. Ain't nobody got time for two and a half months of maternity leave. We have a world to save here. Uh, first of all, she really thought she hit with that chest chest feeding joke, but her delivery yeah. is fucking awful. And uh, like, like she's obviously re- reading a rehearsed speech and not yeah. knowing the it paternity well. maternity thing was also like yeah. clearly a planned thing. You know what I mean? Like she's doing a thing and trying to act yeah. like she isn't. Like, oh, I just messed up. You know what? Whatever it's called. But that was clearly I, part of it. Also, like, do you believe she gave birth to her fourth kid in the truck, in the cab of her truck? <laughs> because it's her. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, her husband's pulling his dick out at a bowling alley and she got arrested for having yeah. a gun in her purse and was fucking like uh, freaking out at a music festival or something once and wrecked into a ditch and shit. She's like, she sounds like one of our white trash cousins in a lot of yeah. different ways, as opposed to yeah. a congressperson. And, you know, I probably got a cousin that's had a baby in a truck. So, yeah, I could see her doing it. It's a weird flex, I think, for a person in the House of Representatives to be talking about birthing inside a pickup truck. <laughs> you know, it's how, playing how to the t- base, baby. <laughs> How would you take away from after giving birth to a kid in a truck that we need a worse healthcare system? That's fucking amazing. I know. Uh, it's like we ain't, ain't nobody got time for that whole having a baby in a hospital instead of a truck thing or whatever. It's like she's like like she's yeah. such a mover and a shaker that it necessitated the truck birth. I guess she's <laughs> a, she's got a business to run. Trey, she's she, she's too busy uh, getting a D rating from the health department and getting yeah. sued from constantly causing E. coli outbreaks with pork right. sandwiches. So yeah, she's 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 got shit to do. <laughs> maybe maybe she didn't wash her hands after she gave birth in the truck. That's why she got all those people sick at a restaurant. All right, so producer Matt's giving us some updates here. We might as well get into the main chunk of the show, I guess, to talk about the Virginia governor's race. Which I guess since this is happening now, we might as well start by saying, and then we can talk about some of the shit that's happened in the race. Matt is telling us that. The sentiment on Twitter is that it's turning for Youngkin, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican from Dave Wasserman on Twitter. I've seen enough. Glenn Youngkin defeats Terry McAuliffe in the Virginia governor's race. I don't, that's not like full on official, I don't guess, but that's what, uh, nah. what we're hearing, what we're hearing here at the SKUs, Mark. Is I just refreshed the results good. and he's, uh, with 52% of the vote counted, he's up by like eight points or some shit. So shit. remember Biden won this state by 10. So yeah. What is, yeah. what's that say to you? <laughs> I don't know, man, but it's, there's so like, we're swimming in so much bullshit. Like, um, <laughs> I'm just really depressed, man. My whole family still lives in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're yeah. Virginia. A couple of them work, a bunch of them work for the state. Um, Yes, don't hit. So, 
Everybody went crazy. If you're wondering what the general feeling like in Virginia was the last couple of weeks, uh, let's just talk. Let's talk to this guy who's really mad over critical race theory, uh, especially because it won't even tell him what it is. Yeah. What's the most important issue in the governor's race here in Virginia? Getting back to the basics of teaching children, not teaching them critical race theory. And uh, and, and what is critical race theory? Well, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it because I don't understand it that much. But it's something that I don't, what little bit that I know I don't care for. And, and what have you heard that, that you don't, well, that you I'm don't not, like? Well, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I don't. Uh, That's the whole race. That's the whole race. I know. That's, That's why- all of American politics right now, it feels like <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? Like, the, I, they're really good at that, like. They find the thing that like latches on with these people, and it doesn't matter what any of the reality is surrounding any of it. It's just that it works, and then they just pump it out there over and over, and they just fucking lap it up, and it just becomes a thing. Yeah, that guy really sums up the whole deal, I feel like. He's real pissed off about it and has no idea what it even is or is supposed to be. <laughs> it just upsets him. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we got a couple more videos I want to show you, but just since we already know he's going to be governor, to tell you who Glenn Youngkin is, a little bit about him. Um, well, first of all, he's six seven, so congrats to him on that. He's very tall. Um, he's probably America's tallest governor at this point. I'm going to guess. Um, he played basketball on a college basketball on a scholarship at Rice University with career averages of 1.4 points per game. So basketball was not his calling, but he still did pretty well for himself. He's worth about 440 million dollars. Um, Man, how do you get that money? Yeah. How do you uh, get that money? Well, he worked for 25 years. He quit uh, to run for governor. He worked for the Carlisle Group. Uh, you might have heard of the Carlisle Group before. Uh, back in the mid-2000s, they were the sub- one of the subjects of the Michael Moore documentary, Fahrenheit 901, merely because they were very close to George Bush and made a lot of money off 9-11, which is uh, you know not necessarily their fault. But here's a fun little fact. Osama bin Laden's brother was literally at a Carlisle Group investor conference the very moment 9-11 happened. Um, so hope Glenn Youngkin enjoyed working with him. Ah, fuck. <laughs> this this yeah. is not to be conspiratorial. All rich people know each other. And there's like, there's like, of course the bin Ladens were in business with the Bushes. They're all, they're all in the oil. They're all rich people in the oil business. Um, uh, so the end of this race, because Youngkin doesn't have a bi- bi- biography to run on, but he's just some rich guy who filled up in finance and private equity. Uh, he doesn't have any ideas, not that people like anyway. He, he literally was caught on mic saying, caught, caught on mic saying he didn't want to talk about abortion publicly. He didn't want to alienate swing voters. Um, and uh, so he just talked about critical race theory and education this whole time because uh, Terry McAuliffe had a gaffe in a, in a debate where he said he didn't think parents should be telling schools what to teach, which did not play well, even though it's patently true, as we talked about last week. And the end of the race got really race baity and bleak. Um, let's play that campaign ad that's just video, viral videos of black kids in high schools fighting each other. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Glenn Youngkin's taking my words out of context. Here's some context. As former governor, McAuliffe pushed left liberal bureaucrats into our schools and pushed parents out, covering up rape and sexual assault in our schools. Now our schools are teetering on chaos, violence in kids' classrooms, Virginia students and teachers in danger. Terry McAuliffe failed Virginia children and parents. I'm Glenn Youngkin, candidate for governor, and I sponsored this ad. Inspiring stuff. Um, a lot of people are comparing that to uh, the Willie Horton ad. 
Um, or uh, you ever heard about the hands ad, Trey? I don't think so. So this is tangentially related to comedy. So that part of, that part of interest to you. So uh, when Jesse Helms was running for Senate, running for re-election in Senate, he was uh, almost defeated by a young upstart whose last name is Galifianakis. He happens to be comedian Zach Galifianakis' uncle ah, in North Carolina. Okay. And uh, until Jesse Helms, uh, Galifianakis is obviously a funny-sounding name. It happens to be Greek. Um, he, he ran an ad that just saw it was – a uh, white hand trying to fill out a job application and a black hand reached uh, reached in and jerked the hand away from the application to the application. That's my memory with the applications. So Jesse Helms, and it was like for us, not them or someone was, was with them. So it, so it like immigrant baited Galifianakis and also was racist against black people. Yada, yada, yada. Jesse Helms was a piece of shit. Uh, and Zach Galifianakis should be the nephew of a former senator. <laughs> so <laughs> just real kind of sort of on that note and the whole critical race theory thing and that campaign ad we just saw and how like how thinly veiled all the racism is and stuff i saw kind of um as compared to the gravity of the whole situation kind of a silly thing happening with this today we uh matt you put up that twit that picture of the guy at the yunkin uh campaign stop this was all, all over twitter earlier if you've got it. So they got a picture of like Yunkin's last uh, big campaign stop or something like that. And there's a dude sitting right in front of the press um, press area. Yeah, right there, Matt, right under the video you just played. There's a, a picture. And he's got a cowboy hat on and a denim jacket with a Confederate flag st- sewn onto the back of it, right? And it was yeah. just tweeted as like, oh, here, here at the big Glenn Yunkin rally or whatever. And so then a whole bunch of conservative people on Twitter started flipping out and saying that it was uh, clearly a hoax, like that the Confederate stamp was clearly brand new and just sewn onto the jacket. Oh, this guy's just very conveniently located right in front of the press, so he's going to be right in the middle of a shot. Yeah, there he is, that. And they were like, yeah, "Yeah, sorry, not buying it. Nice try. Nice false flag, false Confederate flag there, uh, liberal Twitter. I'm seeing seeing the replies. For context, uh, there was a kerfluffle where the Lincoln Project paid some actors to show up to, to a Yunkin rally wearing Nazi gear. Um, so that was sure. And this guy might be a plant, right? I, but I still just think that the indignation is kind of hilarious because you know, you're from Virginia. I promise you there are plenty of people in Virginia who rock the Confederate flag. And I also promise you that every one of those who is voting is voting for Glenn Youngkin. Like it's that they are the official. You don't. You're not necessarily all Confederate flaggy if you like Glenn Youngkin, I guess. But they are officially the party of the Confederate flaggy persuasion in yeah. this country. So when they try to act like they're not, it's just hilarious to me. You know what I mean? Like if that dude is a fucking plant, that is some horse shit. But like, it doesn't matter. Like that is who they are, whether that dude was actually there or not. You know? Like it's just. It's horseshit. Yeah, I mean, it's horseshit all the way down. That same rally, uh, the New York, I don't know if you saw it, people were going crazy over the New York Times coverage of this race because one, um, one of the political reporters talked about uh, Biden to Yunkin voters, but the guy he held up as a test case was quite obviously I've been a conservative for like decades and is like actually a party operative and writes like race baby stuff for like those weird race science journals. 
So it was just, it, it, and, and his day job was fake because he runs a nonprofit that doesn't do anything but to soak up fun. It was, it was a very weird fuck up by the New York Times. And then the story about that campaign event you just showed, um, the guy wrote it up as like, Jen, Glenn Youngkin ends his uh, campaign on a, uh, campaigns last night on a hopeful note as he speaks to an audience of blah, blah, blah about critical race theory. And it's like, how was your takeaway? You just, we just watched that ad. How was your takeaway that this is a hopeful note? Yeah. Um, I mean, Trump literally, Trump literally named his um, uh, inauguration speech "American Carnage," and it was worse than the title sounds. And he's like the role model for all these dudes. There's not, there's not a lot of hope, you know, involved in this movement. Yeah, hope so, not, not super big right now. Hope, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the good hope news of a downturn. If I could offer a, a, a positive takeaway from this is that Virginia's governor isn't very important. <laughs> it's going to be held <laughs> up as a as a bellwether for the the the, the midterms in the twenty twenty four presidential race when it's not that the 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 party out of power the presidency almost always wins Virginia's governorship for whatever fucking right. Reason. Yeah, I saw that earlier. I was going to ask you about that. But I guess McAuliffe was like the only one in fifty years to not for yeah. that to not be the case for whatever reason. Virginia always has an opposite party governor from the president or something. And I was going to ask like how much of a harbinger or harbinger however you say it of things to come. Do you think because it's been painted like sort of like that, like this is like a test case or whatever. And if Yunkin ends up just like whipping his ass, you know, I mean, yeah. it's a little alarming. I feel like how much does that have to do with Joe Biden, the Democrats in power and what they're doing with it or not doing with it, you know, and all that type of shit. As far as how he'll actually govern, like the campaign is the hard part for these dudes. You try to split the difference between between keeping Trump supporters and not alienating sane people right so right. in office he's probably going to govern like a center-right republican who's annoying on social issues like he's if he can if he can get an anti-abortion bill through the house of delegates he'll probably sign uh some mild, a mild version of one he's he's bad on trans issues he'll probably but like virginia's governorship's not a stepping stone to the presidency because you only get one term your term limited out after one and it's just a weird state so i wouldn't i, I wouldn't I'm not worried about my relatives in Virginia, except for in the immediate term, the, the huge lifting of COVID restrictions. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't want, but they're all vaccinated except for the kids. So I just don't want mom getting COVID even though she's got her booster shot. So, yeah. So what is the deal with the, the big, speaking of the Democrats in power and what they're doing with it, the big bills, build back better and the bipartisan bill and all that shit. You, tell, well, you said before the show, there's like maybe an update on that front. Yeah. Chuck Schumer announced they had a deal on prescription drug spending, which has been a big holdup because Kristen Cinema did not like any of the plans to try to lower prescription drug prices. They seem to have reached a deal that she is okay with. And everyone seems ready to move forward and vote for stuff. Now let's talk about, how bad the Democrats are at politics. Um, maybe McCall is going to lose by enough that this wouldn't make that much of a difference, but all the, the, the general vibe of dysfunction and incompetence that surrounds the democratic party and their inability to just do stuff. Yeah. If they had passed these bills a week ago, the end of this can election campaign probably looks a lot differently as far as right. how people feel, feel about Democrats. Yeah. If you swing one voter at every 200, Here's a swing. I I don't understand swing voters. I can't wrap my head around them. They seem like by and large like the type of person who honestly believe you disappeared when you go behind your peekaboo hands. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you change one out of 200 minds and you get two people who didn't feel like voting because they're mad at you to go to the polls. That's, that might be enough to turn the election. And there you go. They're just bad at this stuff. Um, they think people follow the news super, super closely instead of just getting vague impressions of how things are going. And uh, here we are. Yeah. They don't hit. Matt, send this in the chat if they have anything news come out about the bill. Because like, they're, they're still hovering around $1.75 trillion, I think, for all the mansions making noise about when to see what happens to the deficits. or I don't know. That's fucking stupid. Uh, Matt, if you, wanna, if you have that screenshot you were talking about, about the governor's race, you want to put it up there, you can, so we can see what what you're talking about there. Shane Goldmacher says, look at the southwesternmost corner of Virginia. Youngkin at 89.9% in Lee County, up from Gillespie, 79.2% in 2017, with more, vo- <laughs> more votes total already in and not all votes yet counted. The Democrats keep falling further and further and further in rural areas. Yeah, uh, and this is from the New York Times. Shane is with the New York Times. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> depressing to me as a... Uh, rural, former, rural, whatever, American, but uh, not surprising, can though. Can I rant for a second? Because this seems like fairly obvious to me why this is the case. Yeah. Um, the Democratic Party and liberalism in general is dominated by a particular strain of like cosmopolitan coastal uh, people who all went to grad school and think everyone else did too. And they talk about things in very academic ways. And all while governing neoliberally and not actually investing stuff and helping people. So, like, they, they, they do, they start doing politics exactly backwards. Like, when I was a kid, it was always Democrat, Democrats would propose, like, a social program. Republicans would say it's just a handout to uh, the poor minorities. Yeah. Democrats would say, no, it's not. Even though it sort of is, because any sort of social program is going to, is going to disproportionately help poor people. It's going to disproportionately help poor people are minorities, right? Because they have their right. money distributed in America. And yeah. that was always the contest. So what Democrats have started doing instead is announcing they want to do programs to just help poor people and minorities, just literally giving away the politics and then not passing any of it. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like the example is like a couple weeks ago when that big fight over Joe Biden proclaiming, proclaiming Columbus Day, Indigenous People's Day, he picked a fight on social issue over nothing while offering no concrete help to actual indigenous people. What you do, what you don't, you don't issue the proclamation, heat up the culture war. What you do is just pass a program to help indigenous people. Yeah. That's the way you help them. They will tweet out happy trans day and not do anything to help trans. It's like you're, you're antagonizing social conservatives, but not giving people programs that actually help anyone. It's like, it's, it's just very clear to me that they've, all they do is talk. It's all language. It's all just stuff about uh, about uh, uh, when people get mad about woke politics or whatever. It's just like that's so dumb. But also, like you don't have to like give them ammo for it. It drives me insane. Yeah, no. I mean, we said you know after the last elections when um, it was settled that they would have some you know semblance of power. You know that okay, well, do something with it and make the things that you do be things that actually help people, you know, out and have an effect on their lives. And that will hopefully mean more than just, you know, tweeting about shit or whatever. And of course, so far, they just haven't really done any of that. So it's like you said, they just the the rhetoric pisses people off on the other side. And then there's nothing to point to uh, to counterbalance that in terms of actual 
effects or policies or anything. Yeah. So you're left with just the rhetoric, which they really don't appreciate to begin with. So, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you read a book on intersectional, uh, intersectionality. I'm sure it was fascinating. I'm sure it gave you a lot of insight into culture and how things work. It's, but instead of talking about that, tax a billionaire to spend on a school. Do yeah. that instead. So, yeah. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, look at this. It comes up, Joanne's, uh, Joanne Walkup says, smart Mark is so smart. I agree. Talk is cheap. Dems need to do stuff. How do you like that, Mark? <laughs> it's a very simple slogan, and uh, I wish they would understand it and follow it because, yeah. Um, yeah. They are metrocrats, Linda Joe Huber says, Democrats who don't see anything outside the metro areas. And it's like, I feel like also a big part of their whole deal with that has been like, Oh, it's a law. You know, they write that off. Like, we're not going to win those people anyway. So, like, let's not try at all. But if it has the opposite effect, where they're just mobilizing them further and further against you, you know what I mean? Then, like, it's going to get even worse. Like, it's really going to bite you in the ass. Like, what appears to maybe be happening in Virginia as we speak. You know, I don't know how to tell someone that if you do the right thing and it doesn't personally help you, that you should still do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't like that, that famous headline from 2016. It's like, I don't know how to, I don't know how I'm supposed to tell you, convince you you're supposed to care about others. Like, but it's like, it, it, you, you can't keep doing this. And I say that even in an environment where Democrats have won the popular vote in the presidential elections, like every year, except for once since 1988. So like, it's not lost. It's just like the, the consulting democratic consulting class is a jobs program for people that don't want to finish their uh, doctoral degrees. And it's like, fire all the consultants and just go shake hands and talk to people, you know, I don't yeah. tell people. Um, McAuliffe, I mean, McAuliffe, like McAuliffe is a perfect example. I, I, he wasn't a he wasn't a terrible governor, but he's like, he's just about the money. He's just a corporate class political consultant who likes fundraising and sure. He'll well, pass some decent, stuff but like well, he wasn't going to do anything about carrie whaley says i like mccullough's agenda but he's an awful candidate he only became governor because he ran against someone cuccinelli who looked yeah. crazier than he did you agree with that assessment mark i don't yeah ken cuccinelli was that. nuts cuccinelli yeah. uh was essentially cuccinelli was running on a, literally a neo-confederate platform he was like <laughs> he was running on his main campaign plank was save the confederate statues um which yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people in Virginia are in favor of, but also it's just not enough to hang a whole hat on. Uh, and that was in 2017 too, after Trump had just gotten fucking elected. I mean, no, though this was two two governorships ago, so it was before Trump. But maybe I'm mixing up my candidates. I don't know. Sorry, it's been a while. It's been a long day. Um, <clears throat> Catherine Lane says many Democrats are owned by the dark money. I hate to say it, but it's true. Well, many Democrats are getting buried. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, mansion and cinema, you know, it's what's going on with them. The money is everything on both sides. It's a plutocracy Dude, that we live in. It's just that's who really we would have, the place. There would be 51 Democratic senators and we'd have a much better bill if this dipshit called Cal Cunningham hadn't sexted a lady two weeks before the North Carolina Senate race, uh, Senate election last year. Um, this is how short-sighted and selfish these motherfuckers are. Uh, and I hate all of them. <laughs> yep. Rusty Martin says, I spend my days consoling my wife, who is a pharmacist in Texas. She's putting ghosts in your blood, or so she's been told. Yeah, that's 
got to be very frustrating. I'd imagine. Back to ghost in her blood. That's some, you know, that's some old timey. That was like in the last plague is when we had ghosts in her blood. You know, they're giving you mercury and bloodletting and all that stuff. Get all them ghosts out of your blood. They wearing the bird mask and shit. You know, I'd hope we had gotten past that as a society, but here we are. I remember. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, because I always forget. Thank you. Uh, if it would pop up, yeah. Like and thank share. You. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Heinze Nunya. Uh, I'm just like, uh, to the last Heinze names Nun- Nunya. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. Like and share trade. That's but all the show. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. I never say it yeah. until I'm reminded. So thank you, Heinze. Do that. Sorry, Mark. What were you going to say? I was going to thank Heinze for being more professional than we are. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't like. They, I, I remember joking in 2016 that we we're going to have to redo the Enlightenment, and I was joking at the time. But this is worse than that because even in the Black Plague, people knew to stay away from people that had it. They weren't trying yeah. to get it on purpose, right? They didn't know why. They didn't know how you got it. They knew you got it though. Also, dude, given that they were uh, putting the chickens on their wounds and drinking the mercury and all that stuff, the people in the Black Plague—if we had given them a shot to take to keep mm-hmm. them all from getting the fucking plague. They would have yeah. lined up around the block to take it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a heartbeat, man. So yeah, shit's pretty dire when you're getting uh getting wrecked by the the denizens of the black plague. Through my eyes says, I think let's go Brandon's popular so in quotations, Christians can say it without swearing. I don't know. Nah. I think they just like to feel clever, you know? I think it's an inside it's an inside joke that trolls people who are on your in group who get it. It's it's very it's very very simple. It's like it's like kids using slang. It's it, it's 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 not it's. I don't, first of all, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. People are fine saying fuck. It's not a big deal uh, for the most part. Not the women, but the men. Um, and I don't know if anybody really care that much about it. Uh, I think it's just people like inside jokes, you know. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking through these comments over here so tell me what trump is a lot of people are bringing this up about you know we on a recent episode we were talking about this about how like they the party seems to be being held hostage entirely by two bad actors right now i know there are more but the like if it wasn't for mansion and cinema you know would all this shit still be happening so uh like Judy SoCal here says, how can Dems do national stuff when they don't have a real majority in Congress? And a lot of other people pointing out, like, look, it's 50-50, Mansion Cinema the way they are, and it fucks everything up for everybody, uh, you know. Which- I mean, it's a – we're, we're like we're, – we're trapped in a circle here because, like, they can't win elections because they don't do stuff when they have power. You're saying they can't do right. stuff because they don't have more power, so that's why they lose elections. It's like the, the, the context here – is that the, the the party fundraising apparatus squashes primaries against candidates who actually want to do stuff, and then tries to run tries to primary candidates who do want to actually do stuff for working people. They're they're actively the, the, the fundraising apparatuses of the party are actively trying to get candidates like Cinema and Mansion who do not want to do much stuff. So. They're saying to support us so we can win elections and do stuff while actively like they, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. And even when they get power, they we just had an election a year ago. Uh, less what year is this? Twenty twenty one. Like less than a year ago, the senator off in Georgia, where they literally said, "Give us these two seats, and we will do X Y Z." 
Now, either they were lying <laughs> or yeah. like, like it wasn't the argument over the two, 2000 bucks or whatever. Cause Trump sent out, uh, you know, 1400 and Biden said, well, we just met, we're going to make take it up 600 to be two or whatever. It's like that weird fight was just like, why are you even having that fight? Why are you making people disappointed? And you're just send them two grand or don't or whatever. I don't know the right answer here, but like you explicitly said, do X and we'll do Y. We did X. They did not do Y. They, they, so like they're falling short of the promises. They can stop making them or just admit they're lying about them to begin with. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but like they, <laughs> it's, it's like the, the parties, the parties actively trying to not do stuff. I, don't, I just don't know. Like, right. And then meanwhile, on the other side, like the guy we showed earlier with the critical race theory thing, they don't even, a lot of times they don't even have to do stuff <laughs> because the shit they're mad about isn't real. Do you know what I mean? Like they have the yeah. boogeyman and whatnot. So like the rhetoric is all you need on their side. Cause I feel like they haven't historically been great at doing shit either. Uh, you know, I mean, they wanted Obamacare gotten rid of for like, over a decade or whatnot and had every branch of government for a big chunk of that time and just, you know, mm-hmm. kept fucking that up too. So it's like a congressional problem. Just our politicians, they're just not big on doing stuff, I feel like. But I feel like it matters no. way more on our side because of the differences in like the rhetoric and the dog whistling and all that, that they have that they, you know, can fall back on. Like the doing stuff isn't even as important to them. I feel like it is. I mean, not to quote Spaceballs, but um, evil will always defeat good because good is dumb. You know, <laughs> it's like, that's uh, always good, but it's, it's, it's Trey there. You look yeah. frozen. Oh yeah. yeah you're just trying to, you're, you're just trying to read when you're trying to yeah, read. Yeah. So my mouth's open and I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just it is easier to it's always easier to destroy than to build. That's why that's why Republicans like the filibuster more than Democrats because like the stuff they want to do, they don't need to get rid of the filibuster to do. They can do it with fifty votes. It just passed tax cut, right? Uh, Democrats need more votes because they want to actually build programs. I get I get that it's a harder thing to do, but like that's what we have to actually try, <laughs> you know. Um, and like the, the the whole like the whole thing about Bi- Manchin and the Build Back Better plan and all that shit is like. Pelosi bumblefuck this by um, sep- separating the bills when they were always supposed to be contingent upon one another. So she gave Mansion, took away all of the leverage over Mansion, and then they could have just put the floor bill, bills on the floor and all the vote at the same time and made him vote. They didn't do that. Uh, I want to end on this comment because I just appreciated it. Uh, I, <laughs> this is this is from Tech Nauseated on YouTube. A kid I worked with kept saying "butt bucker." <laughs> in front of customers and legitimately thought that the adults didn't understand his secret code. And I think this is a typo or something, but uh, let's go. Brandon reminds me of that. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, you know, it's an industrial uh, teenager. You got there. Foot bucker. He cracked the code with foot bucker. Do you have, do you have, do you have a hammer joint foot ruckers where you're from? Yeah, Trey? of course. Yeah. yeah. In well, idiocracy, the- that becomes butt fuckers. Mm, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. All right. Well, uh, sorry about Virginia, Mark. Nothing hits. Uh, yeah, I'll be there next month. I'll, I'll say hi to Glenn. Cool. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. You can go to weeklyskews.com and get you a shirt if you're so inclined. You can also go to wellreadcomedy.com for uh, my tour dates and whatnot if you're vaccinated, of course. And I uh, hope to see you all out there. And either way, we'll see you right here next week. 
on Weekly Skews. Thank you. Say you love you. Bye. Yeah.